Today, week number three of parenting hacks, raising children without losing your mind. I want to talk to you about the two values, the two values. I've shared this with you about a habit, a routine that I've been doing with my children since they were really, really little. When they started school, this is something we've been doing since they, they, every Monday through Friday when I take them to school. So we always begin as we get in the car and take off, we begin with it's going to be a marvelous Monday or a terrific Tuesday or a wonderful Wednesday or a thunderous Thursday. Come on, even at the thunder out the playoffs, it's still going to be a thunderous Thursday. Come on, somebody. And then we say, it's going to be a fabulous Friday. And then I always say to my kids, since they were little, I've always said, Cooper kids make the, and they repeat back, wise choice. And then I say, attitude is, and they go, a choice. And then I pray over my children. Every day I drop them off to school. Even, there, even though I've got a high schooler now, we still say the same thing. Cooper kids make the wise choice. It doesn't matter what everybody else at school is doing. It doesn't matter what friends are doing, peer pressure. God's called us to make the wise choice. It doesn't matter what life throws your way. It doesn't matter what happens at school. It doesn't matter the kind of grade that you make, what a teacher says to you. Our attitude is our, it's our choice. And so I've been teaching that to my children, these, these values. And what I want to do today is I want, us, I want to really help you understand one of the most important, wisest decisions that you can teach your children and the best attitude that you can teach your children, your, your grandchildren, your, your nephews, your niece, if you're mentoring the next generation, that you can pour into the next generation and it will be a game changer. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 6 says, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Notice that impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And the scripture teaches us if we will impress these two biblical values that I'm going to teach you today upon the hearts of our children, it will positively impact every area of their life. If we teach our children these two values that I'm going to give you today, it will help them become a success with God and with others. So today, let's look at it. One of the wisest choices that you can teach your children, number one, choose honesty. Choose honesty. One of the 10 commandments is thou shalt not lie. And I want my children to, to obey God's word. And I, I believe in obeying God's word. But this biblical truth of honesty goes much deeper than just obeying God's word. You see, honesty builds relationship. Lying breaks relationship. I want us to catch that today. Honesty builds relationship. Lying breaks relationship. The very foundation of a relationship is built on trust. Nothing else matters if you can't believe what someone is telling you. Lying throws everything off balance. It throws everybody off balance. It's so difficult to have a relationship with somebody who lies. And remember this church, relationship is everything. So it's not just don't lie because God's word says not to lie, although that's good. It's not even don't lie because 
of the consequences that will happen if you lie. But, but, but it's even deeper than that. It's a don't lie because it breaks relationship. And we want to have a trusting relationship with our children for the rest of their lives. And I, I teach my children this. You don't have to be perfect, but I need you to be honest. You don't have to be perfect. Dad's not perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You don't have to be perfect, but I need you to be honest. Don't, don't live in secret. Don't hide. Don't lie. Because it stops relationships from prospering and thriving when we lie. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 13 says, people who conceal their sins, they, they hide their sins. It says, will not prosper. But if they confess, if they're honest and turn from them, they will receive mercy. You see, we have to understand that secrets Hiding, lying stops relationships from prospering. And our children don't need to be perfect, but we need them to be honest. I teach my children lying is the worst thing that you can do because it breaks relationships. And Tiffany and I, our desire is to have relationship with our children for the rest of our lives. That's, that, that's our end game. We want to have relationship with our children the rest of our lives. We want them to come home for the holidays. We want them, if they live in the Oklahoma City metro area, we want them to want to come to our house for dinner throughout the week. We want to have relationship with them. And if this sounds familiar to you, this is how God parents us. This is, this is God's strategy on parenting you and I. First John chapter 1 and verse 8 says, if we claim we have no sin, if we hide it, if we lie and say, you know, I don't have any sin, he says we are only fooling ourselves. Or that would be deceiving ourselves and not living in the truth. We're living a lie. But he says, but if we confess our sins or, or we're honest about our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Here's what God says to you and I. God says you don't have to be perfect, but you have to be honest. And God says, I'm actually going to reward you for being honest. If you're honest with me, if you'll confess your sin, your mistakes, your shortcomings, God says, I'm going to actually reward you. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and wickedness. God says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create an environment where you can be honest with me. Parents, grandparents, one of the things that we want to do is to create an environment where our children can be honest with us, where they can tell us the truth. I tell my children, I value honesty even over your good behavior. Because when honesty is the best policy, I can then help guide your life. If you'll be honest with me, just like when I'm honest with my Heavenly Father, if you'll be honest with me, then I can forgive you, then I can shape your life, then I can help you overcome the, a struggle or, or difficulties, or I can help you learn from the mistake. I desire relationship more than I desire good behavior. Be honest. And I have failed at this at times. There have been times that I look back and I wasn't valuing relationship over behavior. I was valuing behavior over relationship. And it actually, it broke relationship with my children. Because I would be mad about something. Who did it? Who did it? How many know right there? Right there, that's scary already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who did it? Tell me. 
Tell me who did it. I want to know the truth. Tell me right now who did it. Who did it? Come on, somebody did it. Didn't, it didn't just happen. You ever said that kind of stuff, huh? Threaten you and get you? Who did it? Tell me. I did it. I'm glad you confessed. Now it's time to get a whipping. They're never going to tell me the truth again. How I many you know what I'm talking about, huh? We're done with that. Because I put good behavior over honesty. And now I created an environment where my children won't even be honest with me. Teach your children, choose honesty. Choose honesty. Because then I can forgive you. I can shape your life. I can help you overcome mistakes. Number two is this. Number two is this. So one of the wisest choices we can teach our children is to choose honesty. Number two, before I get to number two, just look to your neighbor right now and say, I already knew that. I didn't need to come to church today. Go ahead and tell them that. Go ahead and tell them. Choose honesty. Number two is this. Number two, here's the best attitude you can teach your children, and that is choose honor. Choose honor. One of the most important attitudes that you can teach your children, your grandchildren, your nephew, your nieces, the next generation is to choose honor. We live in a culture, we live in a society that lacks honor. People don't honor human life. They don't honor others. There is so much bad behavior in our society and a lot of it stems from a lack of of honor. There's so many things that are wrong. And if you really look at the root of it, it's a lack of honor. And if you can get this principle into the heart of your children to honor, it will change their behavior. It will impact every area of their life. Two H's. Choose honesty and choose honor. Choose honor. We need to teach our children to honor everyone. Honor everyone. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10 says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor, it's all throughout the Bible. Honor one another above yourselves. The attitude our children need is we're going to honor people. We're going to value people. The right view of others does not begin with how I see them. It should begin with how God sees them. We're going to honor people the way God honors people. God created them. He owns them. He died for them. People are precious to God. And every time we teach our children to honor others, it changes their behavior. Because at the root of a lot of wrong behavior is people don't honor others. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 17 says, honor all people. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Philippians chapter two, verse three and four says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value, or that would be honor others above yourselves. And he tells us what it looks like to honor, what it looks like to value others above yourselves. He says, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. And we want to build into our children, our grandchildren, the mindset of others. It's not all about you. It's about others. It's about others. It's about others. Others are important. So we're going to let them go first in the line. Because others, others matter. We're going to open the car door for the lady. We're going to open up the door for the lady because, because others matter. 
We're going to return the grocery cart out in the parking lot into the. We're not going to just leave it in the parking lot because it's not all about us. I'm in a rush. It's still about others. Return, the, return it. Return it. Don't just leave it there. You got to teach, teach your children that. Because why? Because why? Because everything is about honoring others. It's not all about you. It's, it's about honor, honor, honor. We have to teach our children to honor authority. Honor authority. Romans chapter 13 and verse 1 says, everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. The scripture teaches us to honor authority. Now, now the Bible does not say we have to agree with all authority. You may not agree with everything the government does or everything the teacher or principal does or, or everything that your boss does. You don't have to always agree with those in authority. And listen, let me teach you this. You can disagree and stand up for what you believe is right and still be honorable. And honor honor. We need to teach our children to honor authority. We have to teach them there's always going to be authority in your life. Whether that's teachers or the government or police officers or bosses or coaches, you're going to have, always have authority. Even when you're grown, an adult, and you have your own children, and they're playing on the little league team, and you have to submit to the coach, you have to honor. You got to learn to honor authority. You have to teach your children, how do you disagree with authority and still be honorable? If you teach them to honor, it will serve them well in life. Honor, honor, honor. Number three, honor spiritual leaders. Honor, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not, not be for your benefit. And we want to teach our children, honor spiritual authority. And we're not just talking about pastors, but honor teachers in your kids' classroom. Honor. Honor the youth leaders in, in the youth service. Honor. Honor team leaders. Honor small group leaders. Honor coaches. Honor spiritual authority. Even in my own life, I honor the authority over me. I honor my pastor, Pastor Chris Hodges. I honor spiritual leadership. It, it, it'll take your children so far. If you will, number one, honor spiritual authority. And then number two, teach your children to honor leaders in their life. Number four, honor your elders. It's a game changer. I'm telling you, it's a game changer for your life, and it will be a game changer for your children, your grandchildren. Honesty and honor. Honor your elders. The Bible has a lot to say about this. I could give you Old and New Testament. I could give you lots of scriptures. For time's sake, I'm just going to give you a couple of verses. Honor elders. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 32 says, stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear God, I am the Lord. And it's important to teach our children to honor the elderly. If you're on a tram in the airport and you're sitting down on the tram and an elderly person walks in and the tram is full, you stand up and offer your seat to the elderly person. We, we honor, we wanna, we wanna honor them. You, you, you talk with respect to the elderly. You don't go, huh? What? Huh? What you say? No. You say yes. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. 
you, you, you just honor, you honor, you respect them. First Peter chapter five and verse five, I gave you an Old Testament. Let me give you a New Testament scripture. It says, in the same way, we who are younger submit yourselves to your elders, submit to them, honor them, listen to them, respect them. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And young people, I want to encourage you. It's easy to have a tendency to think that old people don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know culture. And they may not know as much as the younger, younger generation about smartphones. They may not know as much about Netflix and the latest app or how to play Fortnite. But the elderly are more wise than you think they are. They have so much knowledge. We want to teach our children, respect them, learn from them. Don't treat them like they're your friend. They're not your friend. They're not your homie. They're not your dog. What's up, dog? They're not your dog. Stop that. Honor them. Respect them. Learn from them. Listen to them. Get wisdom from them. Honor, 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 honor your parents. Honor your parents. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 2 and 3 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you. And some of you are saying to yourself, it's not going well with me. Might it be this verse? So that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. We, we need to honor our parents. And I realize some of you would say, but pastor, my parents are not really worthy of honor, that, that what, what, what they've done to me. I don't really, really want to honor them. I don't really respect them. And here's what you have to understand. Sometimes you have to honor the position even though you don't respect the person. But you choose to honor. We can honor people who haven't been there for us. You can honor people who have mistreated us. Listen, honor, 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 honor. Let me say a quick word to all of our, our young people, all of our students. Students, honor your parents. Obey your parents. Listen to your parents. I want to encourage you, students, even when you don't understand, because there will be things that your parents say that you will not understand. And I believe as you get older, it happened to me, as you get to be 18 and 20 and 30 and 40, you'll begin to understand some things a little better as you get older. But here's the attitude. Choose this attitude. Choose an attitude. I'm going to honor them. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to obey them. Honor your father and your mother. And right now, where are all my moms in the house today? Just lift your hand. Just lift your Come on, all moms, keep your hand lifted. Come on, can we honor them right now? Come on, can we honor them? Come on, would you show them? Oh, you can do better than that. Would you honor the ladies? We honor you on Mother's Day. We honor you. We respect you. We value you. We appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. Happy Mother's Day. We honor you today. We honor you. Number six, number six, honor God. Honor God. I'm teaching you two H's. It's a game changer for your children. It's a game changer for your grandchildren. Choose honesty. Choose honor. Honor God. Psalm chapter 29 and verse 1 says, honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for his glory and strength. Honor the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. We want to teach our children to honor the Lord. Number one, honor God daily by giving him the first 15 minutes of your day. Honor God every day. Parents, I believe one of the most powerful things that we can teach our children is to read their Bible, to pray and to worship every day. Just give God the first 15. I think one of the most powerful things that my children see from me 
is not what I say, but there are some mornings that they wake up early and they'll come out and they'll walk in and they'll see me hold my Bible. They'll see me with worship music and they'll see me calling out to God. I think it's one of the most powerful things that they see is, you know what, children, every day, days go honor God. I need Jesus. I need him in my life. Honor God daily. Teach your children, honor God weekly by worshiping at church. We're going to honor God weekly by worshiping at church. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching, the coming of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that blesses me the most about being a daddy is that my children love God's house. And that's not always the case for pastors. But my children love church. They love coming to church every Sunday. They, 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 they love coming to epic youth service every Wednesday. They hate missing. They, they, they love serving. They, they, they worship one service on Sundays and they serve in another service in the kids' ministry. And they, we don't make them do it. They absolutely love to serve. I love that they love God's house. Parents, I want to encourage you. Teach your children to love God's house. Don't put off an air with them like, oh, oh, oh it's Sunday. We got to go to church. Oh, I'm going to sleep in. Oh, I hate church. Don't, like, don't do that. It, what it puts in the hearts of your children is not, you want them to love God's house. You want to model this for them. Because if you teach your children to love God's house, it's not going to only impact their life. It's going to impact generations to come. Your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren are going to grow up in the house of the Lord. I'm not just talking about loving baseball on Sundays. and loving. Teach your children to love God's house and to fall in love with God's house. It'll be a game changer. Teach your children, come on, we're going to go to growth track together. I know you're just 12, but come on to growth track with me. We're going we're gonna to discover our gifts together. We're going to make a difference together. We're going to love God's house together. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. We're going to honor God. I'm not going to honor ourselves. It's not about me. It's about God. I'm going to honor God every week by worshiping. Honor God monthly by tithing. Honor God daily, 15 minutes every day. Give it to God. Honor God weekly by worshiping at church. Honor God monthly by tithing. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. I want you to notice the word. Honor God. It's about honoring. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. The, the first 10% of everything we earn, we give back to God, to the local church where we worship. And God said, I'll bless you. Your barns will burst. Your vine vats will brim over. And Tiffany and I, we, we've always been a tither. We want to honor God. We teach our children this. When we first got married, living in Missouri, we honored God by giving God the first 10% to the local church where we worshiped. At People's Church, there's never been a day that your pastor has not tithed. I've led by example because not because of you. I want to honor God. So I've always been a tither. I always have given God the first 10%. Just like you, many of you, I, I set it up on the People's Church app, and my wife and I, we give reoccurring. It just comes right out of our account, right out. We just, it's just the first thing that happens. We just want to honor God. Matter of fact, we give way more than 10% to the work of God. Just want to honor God. And we've taught our children, since our children have been really little, we've taught them the first dime out of every dollar belongs to God. You get $10, a dollar belongs to God. Our children know that. They, they, they know what a tithe is. Every time they get an allowance, they tithe. They get birthday money. They tithe. They get Christmas money. They're going to give 10% back to the Lord because they, they, they're, they're learning. We honor God. 
And boy, the difference it makes when our children understand so much wrong behavior is we have not taught people how to honor. Honor God annually by fasting. So daily by giving God the first 15. Weekly by worshiping at church. Monthly by tithing. And honor God annually by fasting. Matthew 6 and verse 6 says, when you fast. And every January we fast as a church. We set time aside and we fast food and television and social media and we seek God together. And we've taught our children every single January, we give God the first of every month. We give God the first of every year. We give God the first. We're going to honor God. And it blesses me that every January, my children, we don't make them do it. They choose to fast and they'll give up some food and they'll give up television and they'll give up, they'll give up social media or they'll give up the uh, movies. They'll, they'll give up their, 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 their games that they like to play. They'll give it up. You know what I love about that? You know what they're learning? Is you got honor. Honor God. He's not your homeboy. He's God. Honor him. Submit to him. You can't call your own shots. Don't do that. Honor. Honor God. And watch the difference God will make in your life.